A trapezo artist will try new tricks. She'll try walking on the rope, jumping on the rope, and all these other wonderful tricks. Any trapezo artist could try that. But a trapezo artist who knows there's a net underneath her to catch her should she fall, should she place her foot on the wrong step. And so there's a lesson here to be learned for us business owners. And that is, where is our safety net? If a trapezo artist needs a safety net to learn and perform new tricks, then a business owner needs a safety net to try launching a new product, to try providing new services, to try a new approach of delivering those promised services. Join me on this episode of The Virtual Entrepreneur. If you are new to this podcast, a warm welcome. I am your host, Herbert Innocent, and today we are talking about how to build a safety net around your business. Now, before we jump into that, on our previous episode, we listened to the talk with Sophia Noreen. Sophia Noreen talked about bootstrapping, overcoming obstacles, and she gave us some tips, tricks, and secrets. She dropped them down. And one of the biggest takeaways from that was community around your brand, a community around your business. And if you haven't listened to that episode, that was our last episode. So I want you to go and listen to that. So stop listening, go to listen to that one. And when you're done, you can come back, we'll continue. You'll find us here, we won't go anywhere. So, now that you're here, one of the things that we want to talk about today is building a community around your business. Now, I won't just talk about building a community. I'm going to talk about three particular benefits and three particular examples of businesses uh, that are ways to build a community around your product, services, or brand. And this won't just be building a community because it's a community. No, this will be building a community that is actually beneficial in terms of increasing your outcome, increasing your revenue, increasing the results you deliver, and increasing uh, you know, your ability to acquire more customers, should I put it uh, in that way. So when it comes to building a community around your brand, there is three key benefits that I've seen, uh, and these benefits, uh, some of them speak for themselves, but these three key benefits are ambassadors, right? So you get ambassadors because you've built a community around your brand. There are going to be people who are going to love your product. They're going to love your product so much. And the next step for the people who have loved your product is to talk about it literally they've used it and the next step is to talk about it and so for you to create a space for which your customers your clients can become your ambassadors and they may become your ambassadors without really thinking or putting too much effort to it it's just natural when we love something we talk about it right um, I know I bought some marketing materials and I loved it so much I can't stop talking about it the experience was transformational Right. It was transformational. And so that is the first step. And then the next step is reduced 
CA, which is cost of acquisition, right? So what do I mean by cost of acquisition? Well, let's start back with the ambassador, right? So someone has bought your product. The next natural thing is they'll tell a friend, hey, look, I'm using this thing. By the way, it's it has such and such features. Oh, it does this for me. Oh, it feels really good. It can do this and that and that. And every time I want to do this, it helps me with that, right? It's very natural. Think back to the product when you first bought and what you said about it, right? I remember a friend of mine had this watch and we were hiking up a mountain. It was a nice, beautiful summer day. We were hiking and we hiked up a really steep uh, slope and we went down to the river, right? It was a very shallow river. And he took his watch as he told me, come here, come and see this, come and see this. And he took his watch and he literally dipped it underwater. And he, you know, first he put the rocks into a circle, then he dipped his, he left his watch underwater for a few minutes as we were talking, right? He left it underwater and then he told me it's waterproof. My brother got it for me. And he was so much in love with the product that him talking about it made me want to know more, right? Now, I am not too much into watches or anything like that, but I remember his passion and I remember even now I can think about it, I can feel it, right? So that's the way it goes. If someone loves your product, they'll talk about it. If they loved your services, they'll talk about you, right? They will introduce you to new people. They will recommend you, literally, even if they're not getting anything. It's just how much they believe in you. You are talking to their core values, hopes, and dreams. And so that's the first step. Then the next thing is reduced cost of acquisition. So what do I mean here? Well, when you acquire a customer, think back to the first customer you acquire. Either you had to spend time looking for places, going place to place, trying to find a way to acquire a customer, placing your ads. If it's not placing your ads, then it's using word of mouth, asking for recommendation. It takes time to get those, right? And it takes a lot of time if you have to spend ads. It may not take time, it may take money to spend ads. But there's a cost, and the cost is either time or money to get that new customer or client, right? So cost of acquiring customer or client. For every product you sell, there's a cost of acquiring a new customer or client, right? And you can calculate this number down to exactly how much it costs you to get them, right? I remember with one of my first products, I sat down, you know, it's, it's an energy unit, it's energy measuring units. And we're working out, okay, so it's costing us this much to manufacture it. And it's costing us this much to find a new customer for it, right? And so what we ended up finding was it's actually cheaper to manufacture it. The cost of acquiring a customer was more expensive, right? So you need to know how much it's going to cost you to acquire a customer. But once you have a first customer, it's easier for them to buy from you and you don't have to spend any more to acquire this them because you already have them right and if they're if and if they love your products and service so much they can be a customer who even brings one or two additional people into your business and the goal here is once you have them you don't have to acquire them and so once you have them you want to keep them you don't want to let them go so building a community around them and the third benefit is refining your message. 
So you already know your ideal customer, your ideal client. Refining that message. Once you already have a customer who bought from you, then refining a message through them, right? If you're creating new product or service that's targeted to the same type of customer, you want to test your message. And if you have a community, it's easier to send a small little message into your community and see if it resonates with them, right? If they buy, ask for very specific detailed testimonials. How are they feeling before they buy? How do they feel after they buy? What results do they get, right? And so it becomes a platform through which you can make your message so crystal clear that when the customer sees it for the first time, they say, yes, that is what I'm looking for. So that's the third benefit, right? So the first one is you get ambassadors, right? And the second one is you get a cost, uh, you reduce your cost per acquisition. And the third one is you, you refine your message. And by the way, right, if you had to get an ambassador, you would have to pay them. In most cases, you'd have to pay ambassadors to become your ambassadors for your brand. So you're getting free ambassadors by building a community for them. So now that we talk about now that we have talked about the benefits, the next things we want to talk about the three types of communities that you can build around your business. The first type is a list. Now the list means you'll be engaging with your community through emails. And this is important, right? It's important because it's a medium through which you can have direct contact with your ideal customer. It's so important that it can have a direct correlation with your sales. Okay, so that's the first method. And the way you build a list is you build a landing page or you build a system for capturing email once they buy your product, right? And the second method of building a community is building a group of clients or customers who have purchased your product. And by this, I mean it could be a Facebook group where you show them how to get more results it could be a community in your website where you show them how to get more results. But the difference is in this little community, it may not be easier for you to control the traffic if you're using platforms such as Facebook because they may limit how much access you have, right? How much, how visible your message is to your ideal clients and customers. So even though you own the group or the page, they may limit your access to them. So you need to be conscious of that when you're deciding what what platform to use to build your community. And so, so the first one is a list. And the second one is building a community, a group. The third one is building a membership. And this, my friend, is where I see a few people really going the extra mile. Now, when you build a membership, you don't necessarily have to charge for the membership. But it's a unique in a sense that they can only get in there once they have purchased a product and it can be a very good way for you to deliver your service or product or product and if your service or product stays in that place what happens is your customer may download if it's a download they can download it and go and use it but Sooner or later, either the, either, either the laptop becomes old, it's dead, but they still want that solution they got a few years ago. They'll log in back. And that's the beauty of it. They'll go and log in back to their community. And guess what when they log in? 
you have access to them once they log in. So they'll go and log in back to download that. And the beauty of this here is you can give them free bonuses as the time goes on, encouraging them to keep coming back, right? And you can even introduce new services, backend offers within there. And because they've bought in here, it's so easy to see what else could benefit them. And the best part is if your services are very, very, depending on how you position and present your service in, in your community or membership, you can really lock in that relationship and make it significant, make it important, make it matter. A very good example of this was when I tried with photography, right? I would photograph anyone. At first, I'd photograph for free because I didn't have enough clients. So I offer photography free service. But if they wanted the photo, I wouldn't necessarily email them the photo. I'll put them on my website and they can download them from there. And this became the go-to place where I host their photos for them and they can have a secret password. But if they want to download, they go to my website. That means if I had any new services, I could put my services right in front of them. And it worked. It worked. I had customers asking me about these services and even though I was winging it as I go, it worked so well as a strategy and I've seen big businesses, big brands do it. Now where it goes wrong is when they create a membership and you're wondering what's the point of the membership. You log in and you see it's empty. Now that's just, it has to be, you have to present the solution. Imagine a chef who has cooked the meal. They've already done their job of cooking. You've already paid for the meal. Then why do they bother the presentation? Because it matters to the customer. It matters a lot, right? It's not just about buying a product. It is about buying the product, but it's not just that. The presentation shows that you've put thought and heart into it. And that matters to the customer. Because it says to them that they matter. And so by doing that, what happens is the customer comes in, right? They download their solution. But guess what? They have a peace of mind that if they ever need to download again on a different device, they can just log in and do that. But it also means if they have questions, they can just go there and reach out to you. You have given them access to you, but in return, you've also got access to them, right? And so if you send them an email says, hey, by the way, I've put for you a new bonus on your membership side. Hope you like it. It's a, you know, it's a tip on the house, right? It's on the house. And what, what you do is you are getting a lot of customers who are now really not just loving your services, but now they're like, oh my God, I get this as well. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It's the little things. And it just takes about 30 minutes to create that. So the best thing here, the next step forward will be to build a list, build a group and build a membership. That's what I would recommend. Because when you build a group, you can allow them to engage with themselves socially. When you build a list, it allows you to email them. And when you build a membership, it allows you to deliver, to over deliver. So that is what I have. And that is the call to action for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and you got value. Aside from that, thank you for tuning in on this episode of The Virtual Entrepreneur. And I will talk to you. Well, now our next episode of The Virtual Entrepreneur. And as, also, as always, have a wonderful evening. <laughs>